Welcome to Books of Bisexuals, where we talk about books that we've read or that we love, and wherever our neurodivergent brains take us. I'm Brianna. And I'm Nikki. And this was take two, <laughs> so... <laughs> Which we've never actually done. Like, no. Usually we just deal with it, but, but like... But that was, it was, it was bad. It was epic. <laughs> it was, yeah, perfect. Now it's just recording. We were replacing sound, and now yeah. we're recording. Great. Great. Wonderful. Um, hi, friends. Hello, um, this is the Nikki's Still Sick edition. I'm still sick. Um, I thought that, because Friday I was like, you know, sinusy and everything. And I was like, oh no, tomorrow is going to be the absolute worst day. And so like I canceled everything that I had on the go for the weekend. Like it was mine and Andrew's anniversary. And so I canceled our breakfast reservation and I messaged my dance teachers and I was like, I probably won't be there. But my freaking mother slapped a patch on my arm from Vox like a pink patch she's always like you need a pink patch and i was like mom these things don't work it's all pseudoscience it's all pseudoscience let me tell you how good i felt when i woke up on saturday morning i'm pissed and so the whole weekend and like friends i kept testing like i was negative and i wasn't like sneezing i wasn't like like it was just like gone like i was a little stuffy but like nothing but it was like like a miraculous recovery. yeah and so i was like oh my god i was like this is amazing um and then i woke up this morning and i'm like fuck this is how i should have felt, felt on, on saturday. saturday yeah and i'm like damn it so i'm gonna have to message my in-person students i should have already done that but gonna have to message my in-person students yeah. and be like can we do online because i don't want to get anybody sick yeah so, um, and then otherwise just rest the, today. I was going to do a, con, like a, an assignment. I have a, the Royal Conservatory course that I'm doing. My assignments are due in like, what's today? The third? Yeah. They're due in like a week. Ooh. And I still have four of them to do. And I'm like, mm. Andrew's like, what's the worst that happens if you don't do them? I'm like, I paid $500 for to this course. Nothing. And then I don't get anything. Yeah. He's like, but what would you get? I'm like, a designation. I would get a little thing that says completed this course. <laughs> so I'm going to try and do it. Yeah. But we're going to see. Um, meanwhile, I used a tiny bit of my very small amount of grocery money to buy hair dye because I was having a little crisis mm. of life. Do you like it? I do like it. It's yeah. dark. Yeah. Uh, I tend to do that, like fall hits, and then I'm like, ooh, dark witchies. Mm. So yeah, no, I like it. Yeah, it's like a a nice purple. Yeah. Um, but when like when I think of because it's cause dark lilac, it's deep lilac, deep, li- deep lilac. I thought it was gonna be not as purple as it is. I thought it was gonna be like a bold light purple. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. just a very vivid. You know. Um. Turns out it's just like dark, dark purple. purple. <laughs> um. Also, I did have a little bit of blue dye still left in it, which is why it's like a little darker on the edges. Like if you look at my oh, roots, yeah. it's like okay. a little lighter yeah. than the. It's like a nice root, natural the, ombre. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, as a home dyer, I never uh, complain. I yeah, it comes out how it comes out, and that's what it is. Like <laughs> yeah, I also don't try to like strip the color from the previous time. Mm. Like I just. Just put it on top of it, and I don't care. Don't at me. Yeah, this is not how you're supposed to do life because I'm not a professional and I don't care about my hair that much. Well, that's it. Like, because I watch like Teresa Van Damme's story, like TikTok, mm-hmm. and people come in and they're like, 
you know, deep chestnut brown. And they're like, I want to go platinum blonde today. No, you're not. And they do a test and there's like six different colors. And she's like, there's no way that you're getting blonde yeah. today. And like, you don't care. I don't care. Right? So. If I was going to go in and get it professionally done, then I would be honest with them about mm-hmm. like, I like, I just put dye over dye over dye. Like mm. it's, it is and what it box is. Box over like, box over box over. Yeah. Fine. Who cares? Um, be honest with your hairdressers. They're not there to like shame you. Mm-hmm. And if they do start shaming you, be like, fuck you. But right. But they're there. They're there <laughs> they're to be to, realistic. Like, yeah. And to help with your hair. Right. Like if you go into a salon expecting to be like gray. Yeah. At the end of the day, like it's not going to happen. No. I, even for me, Multiple. I don't think with like my plain, like my hair is not dyed. You have, like virgin and hair. And it's yeah. like light brownish blonde dirty blonde or whatever yeah i don't think this could be gray after one session like maybe because it's natural like it's like virgin natural hair maybe, so but, but like, like it would be like a eight to ten hour day yeah like i would never expect to go in and be like i want to go gray today no i would message meg and be like hey meg, um, hey how, how do, do i do, I do this, this? <laughs> how long does it take meg is um, fantastic i love meg yeah meg's my sister-in-law um, she's wonderful. Did my wedding hair? Yes, she did. Yeah. yeah, she um she works at the head shop in Lower Sackville. So if you need um a color or a yeah. cut or go anything, ask go ask Meg. Lower, she's great. What is it? Head shop in Lower Sackville. Yeah, it's in the superstore. Yeah. I always want to repeat it because I never when I'm listening to podcasts, sometimes they'll like suggest things, oh, and then I'm like, like, "Fuck, what was that? What?" Yeah. And then I have to go back. So right. yeah, no good call. Um, good call. Yeah. Uh, the other day when I was driving, yeah. I sneezed and cracked that spot, like, right in the middle of your... <gasps> the your, sternum? No. Oh. Um, like, right in the middle of your shoulder blades on oh, your back that yes. I can never crack. Yeah. I sneezed and it cracked and I was like, oh. Nice. Best crack. No, I can't crack my sternum. I can't either. Tristan can yeah. and it's so creepy. Andrew can. I can't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it I don't either. like it at all. Mm. I don't think your sternum should crack. I'm sorry. But it's, it's like, it's two pieces of bone that I don't, don't like exactly, it. Exactly. Like they're not fused together. No, thank you. It's just. I like to imagine that it's actually all just one piece. So. Um, it's not. That's why the, <laughs> that's why chest compressions oh, work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> roll my yeah. eyes <laughs> yeah yeah like when you watch people doing chest compressions that's what's happening is the the two sides of the rib cage are bending yeah inwards. and if and the if sternum was solid bone that couldn't happen yeah. and if you're not breaking ribs you're not doing it hard enough it's true like if you've had chest compressions you that's why most they tell you to um like position your shoulders over your wrists and then use your mm-hmm. like your torso like yeah. the force of your torso yeah Instead Not of just, just your, your arms. Because you, you'll get so tired. Yeah. Like, you're going to get tired anyway. But, like, if you're just using your arms, you'll get so tired. If and you're using your torso, yeah. it's more strength. You'll get less tired quick, less quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, your endurance is just higher. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And we always... Because we had to do CPR and AED training every year with Good Life. Um, mm-hmm. To keep our jobs. Certifications. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... You know, you always do it to the staying alive. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, staying that that beat that beat per minute. Um, because it's do... a hundred and twenty or yeah. something. Yeah, it's, you want to be between one hundred and one hundred and twenty beats per minute. Beats per minute or while compressions doing... per minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's thirty. More... It's thirty compressions and yeah. two rescue breaths. But if you 
can't do the breaths, it's more important to, to do the compressions. To just keep doing the compressions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because blood death is not great. Mm-mm. Like, if you can't get blood into your brain, your... like, oxygen also is important, but you do carry some oxygen in, in your, your blood. blood, even if you aren't breathing currently. Yeah. So, like... Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's... Um, the last course that I took made me download literally as a requirement to pass the course they made us download and put on our front screen for stage oh um of course it's gonna be like <laughs> right but like um but basically um you have like an app like a first aid app that is just there and ready for you um to find all the things whoa yeah and so um if you go like you can call like emergency like emergency first aid um all of those things it's very interesting uh i think it's very smart i've never heard of this app yeah um so as a requirement they made us download it and it's that's it's legit like um but it was funny because they're like, now find where heart attack is. And everyone was like, I don't know. Because it's under respo- unresponsive. Oh. Yeah. Like cardiac arrest is under unresponsive. And mm. that's where they tell you how to do CPR. Chest, yeah. 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 Well, like I, I took first aid training when I worked at Wilson's. Like 14, uh, 14 a 15, while ago. 16 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Because I started there in 2000 six holy shit um so i took full first aid like it was like friday night to sunday night kind of thing yeah um but then with good life we only did cpr and aed yeah so it's just like a quick one it's like yeah if someone passes out and is having you know isn't breathing you know that kind of thing fortunately i've never had to use it because i would panic big time yeah um i feel like this mic is not picking up my your voice as low... well. My, my low, raspy, sick voice. Congested. Friends, I'm so sorry if you have to turn the volume up for this one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll talk soft. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I will start off by saying I still have not read any books. And I think I think I realized it's starting to feel almost like a like a an embarrassment thing. Nah. You know what I mean? Like, like where... I, I do know what you mean, but nah. Because like it just keeps going. Like, and then I start feeling worse about not having picked up a book. And I'm like, oh my God. And like, you are not, you're, like, you're not making me feel this way. I'm just like, this is all me in my head. Um, where I'm like, I yeah. have not read a book. Of course I wouldn't make you feel that way. No, you don't. You never have. <laughs> but I'm just like, God, I should just read a fucking book. And then mm. I don't. I, um, honestly, like. I feel like I've gone back to when I was in like a, like my teens, like pre-teens, teens, where like I was reading to just escape from my own brain. Mm. And I feel like I've just gone straight back into that. So like I'm reading a lot and part of it is just because A, I want to be on social media a lot less mm. because it's making me anxious <coughs> all of the time. Mm. Facebook is also just, like, fucking annoying me. Like, the changes they're making, the way, like, meta, whatever the fuck that is. Like, I hate it. I don't like it. Um, And I'm starting to get to the point where I'm just, like, annoyed mm. by the, like, user interface of it. And mm. I'm, I just don't want to be on it anymore. We but it's, like... We should come back to this conversation after the books. <clears throat> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we should because I can talk a lot about oh. this. But so I've been reading a lot more. Yeah. Just to, you know. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Okay. So I'm doing Witchy October. Okay. Which actually started like the last week of September because witchy times. Mm. Uh I love fall. I love Halloween. I am just, <clears throat> you know, all in on the witchy spooky spooktober situation. Mm-hmm. Um and I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny to do themes for the next couple of months? Like, just, you know, witchy October. And then I was like, what can I do for November? And I thought, oh, my God, let's do No Nut November, where I read anything but romance novels. (laughs) (laughs) What would you read? Well, I do have, like, like, books on my list that I just keep skipping by because they're not romance and they're not what I want to read and so but would it have to be like strictly like no romance in it whatsoever no because I think that would be too hard to do because then I'd have to like DNF a bunch of books as soon as there's romance right um but I'm thinking like getting it from like the gen fic place where like the main plot line isn't romance or like thriller or whatever Yeah, 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 yeah like there can be romance in it but like that's like, not the main That's thing. not the main thing. And then maybe I'll read some of the books that I have at home just, like, chilling, waiting yeah. to be read. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, of course, I'm like, ooh, shiny new book. I'll read those. Yeah. <laughs> but the book that I bought a year ago, I, no, I haven't read that one. Mm-mm. So. Mm-mm. Um, and then, of course, December would be Christmassy times, like Christmas mm-hmm. romance or Christmas stories. So, so essentially Hallmark in book yes. form. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ideal. I love, oh my god, I wish, this is like the only time of year that I wish that I lived with my mom again because she has cable. Mm. Um, and so they're, they have a channel like a W or something where yeah. they basically just play like Hallmark, Hallmark movies, movies 24-7 yeah. from like November 20th to December 31st. Yeah. And I fucking love it. I would just sit there and watch it for hours and hours. They're they're not good. No, they're not. They're all like made for TV bullshit, but they're good. They're yeah. <laughs> like they're not good, yeah. but they're good. Yeah. <laughs> um whenever we go to Andrew's dad's house like mm-hmm. during that holiday season they have it on yes and it was it's fu- just like background noise yeah. basically yeah but it was funny because like i think on two different days we went down there and the same movie was playing <laughs> yes. and i was like what why is this on again <laughs> uh because so. there's not that many actually yeah <laughs> although yeah. i think last year because or like the year before one of the two years um because we were still in the middle of COVID, so i think it was last year mm. They were like, here's a bunch of new movies. Mm. Like, we, like, safely made a bunch of new holiday movies, specifically because we all know that we're going to be stuck inside alone for Christmas. Christmas. Yep. So. Let's be honest. Like, well, and I'm, I'm saying this, like as an actor film sets are one of the safest COVID places. Um, Oh, they're not, they take it so seriously. So seriously. Like, um, like I'm doing background this week and. Well, I'm supposed to be. We'll see how I'm feeling. Um, <laughs> I hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, but you have to take a COVID test two days before. Everyone is masked on set. Mm-hmm. Like, the COVID protocols. The only protocols. people that aren't are the people actively in the scene. Yeah. And, like, if you're like if you're doing background and stuff, you're wearing a mask while everything is being set up. And then when they call for pictures up, you take your masks off and you shove them somewhere. Somewhere in your costume. Somewhere in your costume. And then you do the scene, and as soon as they call cut, your mask goes back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, 
And um, you still have to be vaccinated. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, like, because the film industry is just, like, we cannot be There's a shut down. booster available in Nova Scotia right now for anyone 18 and up. Oh. For, like, one of the new variants. Like the, oh, not the Omicron one? I don't know which one it was, but... But yeah, I keep, I keep meaning to look into it because like to... usually they post about stuff, but they're yeah, not posting, they're not about, posting it about it that much. Um, so I was, I couldn't think of it the other day when my mom told me. Mm. I was like, yeah, I have other plans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so get out there, mm-hmm. get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Um, and it's I mean, very important. Also, get your fucking flu shot this oh, year. Oh yeah, I've been getting it every year since Dad was sick. Yeah. Um when what what was that one? Xavier mm. was like two mm. and we were still down in the valley. And or Xavier was like a baby. So this was like thirteen years ago. Yeah. And there was some sort of like bad flu or something. Oh yeah, it was H one N one. Yes. Yeah, because I was like I was like, oh my I was god, like 10, what? I was like twelve I, years ago. Yeah. It was twenty ten. I was in New Brunswick. Yeah, it was H one N one. H one N one. Um and that was the first year in like a many years that I had gotten a flu shot. Mm-hmm. And I got the H one N one shot, mm-hmm. obviously. And then ever since then I've gotten a flu shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, no. what's that face about? <laughs> um, I very adamantly remember being against that vaccine. Oh. Because. Well, anti-vaccinate-y. Well, because it was, like, I, it was so. We are making fun of anti-vaxxers, just to be clear. But, like, it was it was done so fast. Yeah. I didn't understand any I didn't the understand, science. like, vaccinology. I, virology. Yeah, virology. I didn't understand vaccine science. All of but that. Like, I agree. And the thought of putting something so foreign new. into yeah. my body when I already have a fear of needles and yeah. all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, I was, no. And I remember me and my roommate argued about it a lot. And she was, um, she brought up like, well, what about antidepressants and all this other mm-hmm. stuff? And I'm like, they've been tested, tested and all this other stuff. And, um, but yeah, I was, I remember being very adamantly against it. Yeah. Um, Part of the only reason that I got it is because I wanted to be able to see my sweet new baby nephew, Xavier. And I actually, I don't, the statute of limitations is gone for this, but I actually lied and said that I was one of his primary caregivers so that I could get an early vaccine. Mm. So um, if you're listening, (laughs) Nova Scotia Health, um, I love you. (laughs) I also hate you in equal measure. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. So... Uh, do you want to talk about books? <laughs> I mean, do you want to talk about books? Oh I have God. no okay. books to talk about. So this morning... I thought about reading Coffee with Mozart. I picked it up and then I put it back down. And then you were like, meh. Yeah. Um, this morning? This morning I told Nikki that I I had joined this group on Facebook and then immediately left it because it wasn't great. Um, but I had joined <laughs> this group on Facebook and then I... Um, saw this post about somebody saying like, oh, this is how many books I've read in September. And mm. I was like, oh, I'm curious about how many books I've read in September. Friends, get ready. Because <laughs> Andrew told her to leave. <laughs> Literally just like pointed, pointed at, at the, the door. door. <laughs> um, so in September, I read 26 titles. So. <laughs> Pause for dramatic effect. Pause for dramatic sipping of coffee. Mm-hmm. 26. It's like a book a day. 
Yes. And to be fair, some of those, it was like, uh, so I haven't talked about Zodiac Academy since the first couple mm. because I think I'm just going to wait until I've read the whole series and then do Talk like one it. episode about Zodiac, Zodiac Academy. Right. Um, but three of those books were Zodiac Academy and I literally read them in like, like 12 hours basically. So it wasn't even like a full day. Like I read three books just what back to back to back. I so. I couldn't even listen to an audiobook on like high speed at the speed that you read books. No, I know. Like I don't I don't understand. It's ridiculous. It's actually oh, ridiculous. My God. Um so But the thing that like the yeah. thing that always blows me away is that you remember what happened in the books. Yeah, like, right. Like I you're do... not just looking at words on a page. Like you're absorbing. No. I do like write things down for the podcast just so that I make sure that I'm not like telling lies or whatever. Right. Um, but for the most part, it's like uh, I read the title or I see the title, the what is it called cover, mm. and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I can tell you what's happened in this book. So I do retain it. It's not just like I'm just skimming. Like yeah. I do actually retain the knowledge of what I've read. Um, but sometimes when I've read a lot of books, I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> stuff happens. Um, so I'm going to talk about, uh, a couple, okay. No, no. So I'm going to talk, two weeks. yeah, uh, I'm going to talk about some books that aren't witchy first, and then I'll go into like, a, uh, some of my witchy reads, because I did promise some people that we'd talk about spooktober all right okay so one that i wasn't super fan of uh it's a new romance it's called love in the time of serial killers and it's by alicia thompson um did you tell me about this one i don't know but i didn't like the main characters Mm -hmm. phoebe Uh um so phoebe's obsessed with true crime she's writing her you did tell me about this yes she's writing her dissertation on um like true crime as a literary media Mm. uh or medium um which it it honestly like i don't know if alicia thompson also wrote a dissertation or something but like the description of phoebe's dissertation was so interesting to me um it was maybe like the only part of the book that i actually thought was really cool (laughs) because she basically talks about how like as a literary genre um true crime is like very particular and specific to the the author and the time that the book was written in. So like for example, um Truman Capote, I want to say. Capote. Capote? Yeah. I don't know. I I think most people say Capote. Um but In Cold Blood was one of the first true crime novels ever released mm-hmm. and it's very much uh, just um, his personal feelings about things like it's written in such a narrative way and it's like a great book very interesting but if you look at like the um, time period in which he was writing um, his like values and ideas and like that kind of thing you can clearly see that it's definitely like skewed in a certain way mm. and that has continued in the tr- true crime genre where it's um, almost like you do present the facts but you present it in a way that feeds into whatever narrative you're portraying for the like the customer essentially Hmm. um so that was fascinating about the book but i thought phoebe was fucking annoying like she um so her love interest is called oh shit what is her sam um so 
she just like um sam at one point comes to like in the middle of the night sorry i'm just gonna start over so at the beginning of the book phoebe is driving to like from wherever she lives to florida because her father has just died and she's coming to help clean out his house to potentially sell it Mm. um so she comes uh she arrives in the middle of the night she's got this huge big really heavy writing desk on top of her car because she's writing her dissertation she wants her writing desk with her um And she's just standing there thinking to herself, like, okay, it's small town Florida, so, like, I can probably leave it on the top of my car, but, like, I don't really want to, but it's the middle of the night. I don't want to wake up my brother. And having all these thoughts. And then she turns, and there's a barefoot man next to her being like, hey, do you want help with that desk? And she literally replies with, if you don't want to be maced in the face, you'll leave. Like... And I'm like, girl, Mm. why, think about why he'd be barefoot. He's a fucking neighbor. Like, it, she was just so, like. Suspicious. Just suspicious. And I just, I was annoyed because that went on for way too long in the book, in my opinion, obviously, because I just wanted her to like Sam, Mm. because Sam's the neighbor, obviously. Right. And I just wanted her to, like, let go and have a good relationship with him. And it just, it takes her literally until almost the end of the book to, like, put those walls down. Mm. And I just, I was annoyed by it, so I didn't really like her. Mm. Um, I wanted to like this book a lot. Right. Uh, I said, I wanted to like the story and the plus-size main character, but I just couldn't like Phoebe. I just couldn't. Yeah. Um, this. I love Sam. Sam was cute. Said Sam is just a precious cinnamon roll too pure for this world. She constantly hurts him and pushes him away until the last eighth of the book when she realized she loves him. And I found that annoying. Like, I, yeah. I, like there was definitely spice before that. Um, you know, because, like, they, they start hooking up and whatever. But, like, I wanted her to realize that she loved him way earlier right. than she actually did. Right. Do you think it would have made it more powerful? I don't know. I just, that was my preference. Yeah. So, like, absolutely go read it. Find out if you like it yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I did think it was a really interesting concept of, like, a woman obsessed with serial killers, which, who isn't? Uh, (laughs) Just kidding. I know a lot of people who aren't. Um, And just, like, falling in love and whatever. Uh, It was cute, but I don't know. I didn't like Phoebe. Mm. Oh, that's fair. Um, before you start your next one, yeah, can you grab me my container of zinc lozenges on the piano? It's just behind the mug. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> I Thank looked up you. and I was just like, no. There's there's <laughs> two. There's also one behind the. Oh, I see. The, yeah, I have zinc lozenges with echinacea, vitamin C, and D. Apparently, vitamin C has actually been disproven. It basically to help do with anything. immune function. It's it's zinc. It's zinc and and vitamin D. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've been using zinc lozenges ever since singing. Sorry. Oh, amazed. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Callie always used to have them. And I was like, like, oh, okay. Zinc. All right. And then, yeah. And they're delicious. They're and when I was. Blackberry. They are delicious. You gave me one one time when I was feeling kind of like lowly. Yeah. And it definitely helped. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm just going to stop on it while you talk about yeah. your book. Okay. So. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to like. No. I thought you had. Oh. What? What? I don't know. I, I think we're you, being too nice to each other. I thought you still had something to say about that. No. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. Oh, God. 
So, um, the next two books are like a duology. So technically after Love in the Time of Serial Killers, I read the three Zodiacs. We're going to skip those. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so <laughs> I, this next book, this next duology, they, I love them. Mm-hmm. So it's called Worth It by C.M. Owens and S.M. Shade. Um, it's hilarious. I literally laughed so much out loud while reading this. Hmm. Like at one point I was reading it in my staff room at work and like you can kind of sometimes hear the staff room from the kids department because it's like right next door. And I was laughing so loudly. I swear they could hear me out there. (laughs) It was so fucking funny. So when Lydia's invited to her ex-friend's wedding, she agrees to go to get some closure. But her two best friends come with her. One is uh, Henley, who is very recently single. The book actually opens with Henley realizing that her boyfriend's cheating on her and throwing all of his stuff out her window and onto the lawn. Mm. Um, And then Kasha who is actually the stepsister to Lydia's ex. So she was going anyway because, you know, family wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, But Kasha is just, she's a one-armed badass is what I wrote. So she lost her arm Mm. in uh, like an accident with the, her like, they have like a metal grinder. Okay. Um, And she... It got caught in there and she lost her arm. Mm. And uh, ever since then, her dad has been building her, like, new cool arms. Mm. Um, and so the latest one is a, a prototype that she calls Jill. Mm. And it's, like, a fully uh, robotic arm that's connected to a neural patch that sits on her, like, neck. Cool. And it's super cool. And she is so funny and so fun. Um, but the, so the three of them go to this wedding with basically the idea of like, we hate these people mm. because um, like Lydia hates Anderson, her ex, because he cheated on her mm. and is now getting married to the woman that he cheated on her with. Ooh. And um, Kasha just doesn't really, uh, in her parents' divorce, her mom... Basically, that just, like, left and left her with her dad and then got remarried to her stepfather, Anderson's father. Mm. Um, and she just, like, doesn't really like them, doesn't mm. really spend a lot of time. And then Henley's just there along for the ride, basically. Besties, bestie solidarity. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I wrote, this book is a series... A series of misadventures, outright sabotage, and steamy sex. It's so good. It They go to the wedding and they start, like, sabotaging the wedding. Like, in just, like, little ways. Because they're there for a week before right. the wedding actually oh, okay. happens. <clears throat> um, so, like, they uh, put laxatives in Anderson's water bottle before what they call the Wedding Olympics. Which is, like, um, a series of weird little events that they put on to keep the wedding party entertained. I don't mm. know. But it's like all of these things that they keep doing to just lightly sabotage the wedding. Um, at one point, uh, someone comes up and says like, oh, the entertainment for the bachelorette party like got canceled somehow. And they're like, we'll, we'll take it. We'll, you know, we'll set it up. And uh, they turn what's going to be in this, like, really classy night into just, like, a really raunchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone spikes the uh, champagne fountain with ecstasy. And then it gets wild. 
This was the one of the funniest books I've ever read. <laughs> it's really good. Oh, wow. Uh, and then they followed it up with um, a book a year later called Fuck It, um, also by C.M. Owens and S.M. Shade. Uh, so Lydia quits her toxic job and moves closer to Kasha. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kasha's boyfriend, which you meet in the first book. Mm. Um, actually really funny because she, uh, in the first book comes, she like goes to have a shower and like leaves the bathroom through the wrong door and ends up like naked in Roman's room. And he's like, oh, (laughs) oh, hello. And then they like, you know. Right. Super cute. Loved it. Mm -hmm. And then so fuck it. It's a year later. (laughs) Um... She quits her dog, she moves closer, and she ends up living with Roman's sister, Sicily. Mm. And Sicily actually works with Anderson um, because they work in, like, marketing. Mm. Um, I, <laughs> and Anderson has been celibate for the last year because his wedding doesn't happen. Big spoilers, but his wedding doesn't happen because he had also cheated on that bride with someone else mm-hmm. uh once a cheater always a cheater mm. um but he's been celibate for the last year and going to therapy and basically being like why do i keep feeling like this like why do i keep moving on to the next person before i've finished this relationship mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i said to figure his shit out <laughs> <laughs> so lydia takes a job at an elementary school where she runs into her high school crush Simon, who's there picking up his nephew, who has been left with him by his sister because she just doesn't want to be a parent anymore. Mm. And um, Lydia's like, you know what? I'm not ready for anything serious, but, like, I do want to have sex. So let's <laughs> let's right. do that, yeah. but nothing serious. Um, and then Cicely, oh, my God, this is so fucking funny. This made me literally call, like, not call Tristan, but I literally was like, Tristan, I need to tell you everything about this moment in my book. (laughs) So, (laughs) Cicely, at one point, she goes out to, like, lunch with the group. So it's, like, um, Kasha, Henley, Lydia, and Cicely, and then a couple of their other friends. Mm. And um, they're talking about, like, sex or whatever. And Cicely says, well, I'm bad at sex. And they had brought uh, their neighbor, Bobby Joe, um, Joe. who is just, like, this wild lady. Uh, But Bobby Joe goes, yeah, well, you'd need a strong man to deal with with your proclivities or whatever. Mm. And they're like, what does that mean, Cicely? And so they started talking, and she reveals that... um, she didn't get a lot of like TV time as a kid. Her parents were very strict. Um, and so what she would do is she would sneak into her dad's like st- study den thing and watch TV with him in the evenings, but he didn't know she was there. And she was like, Yeah, it was this show about naughty teachers. <laughs> And so, and they're like, Cicely, uh, did uh, you watch porn with yeah. your dad? And she's like, no, no, it's just, you know, a show where teachers get punished. And, and they're like, and there's full penetration. And she's like, well, yeah. And they're like, Cicely, you watch porn with your dad. Yeah. Which is Aww. fucking hilarious. But it's basically revealed <laughs> that Cicely has this idea that uh, men like to be dominated during sex. And so she's just been doing that without, like, 
asking, basically. Oh, no. And, like, she really generally thought that that was, like, normal. Like, and obviously all things are normal. Right. But, like, she thought that that was average vanilla Vanilla, sex. Yeah. And then she realizes that she's been wrong this whole time. Um, and through a series of events, like, ends up sleeping with Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and having a grand old time because she's not trying to, like, dominate him. <laughs> but it was hilarious. Oh it was gosh. so good. Both of these titles were so funny. Like, laugh out loud funny. So, Worth yeah. It and Fuck It by C.M. Owens and S.M. Shade. All right. Really good. Really funny. Okay. <laughs> now on to the witchier titles. <laughs> so, uh, number 98, which I got very excited because it was time to uh, get to my 100th book, which is very exciting uh, since the podcast started, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <clears throat> so this one is called In the Shadow Garden by Liz Parker. It was so cool. So the magic system in this is so fascinating. Um, but it is about a small town called Yarrow in Kentucky. Um, is it a real town? I have no idea. I never look it up. How do you spell it? <laughs> uh, Y-A-R-R-O-W. It's like arrow, but with a Y. Okay. Um, so it's about four families. So, um, But the two that we mainly focus on is the Haywoods and the Bonners. It's not a real town. No. Um, Fair enough. Yarrow is a flower. Yeah, probably why yeah. that she called it Yarrow. Oh, okay. Um, because it's all about this garden that oh. the Haywoods own mm. called the Shadow Garden. So mm-hmm. the Haywoods magic is that they can actually go into your like soul, basically. They describe it as going into your heart. And they can take sadness and anger and like basically negative feelings they can take them out and plant them in the garden and the garden like feeds off of it Mm -hmm. and produces like interesting plants Mm -hmm. um so like tomatoes that have herbs and spices like grown right in strawberries that taste like chocolate like it's all of these things and and like lavender that can make you remember like feel nostalgia or like whatever like all of these cool plant things um so that's the haywood magic and then the bonners um they grow the they grow corn to make bourbon Mm -hmm. and um they actually got the seeds for the corn from the haywoods Mm -hmm. uh so it's called like dark corn Mm -hmm. and um their magic is corn it's corn their magic is um, forgetting magic. Um, so every year they have like a festival where the town can forget like a bad memory from the year. Um, but they always have this thing where they're like, you have to write down your memory in case you want to remember it. You're not going to like remember, remember, but like in case you need to know the information that you've forgotten, you have to write it down and leave it in the same place. Mm. Um, But 20 years ago, the town collectively decided to forget a memory, like a whole summer. Oh my God. And, but then um, one of the Bonner children comes back to town um, and I say children, but he was like in his 50s. Mm. He comes back to town and opens up this like 
metaphorical can of worms about what happened that summer because someone died that Mm. summer and then the whole town forgot it and so it becomes this like really fascinating story about the way that these families intersect and the way that their magic works and um like just lies and it's so good Mm. i can't speak highly enough about this this is a debut um and it's beautiful Hmm. it's so so good did you read it on kindle unlimited no so this is a real printed oh nice real printed as if you can't get kindle (laughs) unlimited books but this one um is a traditionally published so uh it is available now um it's in the shadow garden by liz parker okay the magic system was incredible Hmm. i just i thought it was so cool Hmm. i recommended this to multiple people at work um and actually got two separate people to buy it just because I was talking about it to one person. <clears throat> and both of those people asked for my podcast. So mm, that was fun. That's cool. I don't know Thanks if you're listening. listening. but <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Okay. And then number 99, another debut. So I'm, I'm reading new books, I guess. Yeah. Um, this is called The Witchery by S. Isabel. Uh, this is a YA book. Um, about a witchy school called Maymort. Um, Maymort Coven Academy in Halesford, like Halesford, but it's spelled all witchy. Oh. Um, also Florida, weird, um, weird connection. Yeah, they're almost Kentucky. Yeah, but I talked about Florida earlier. Oh, did you? Yeah, yes. Love in the Time of Serial Killers. Oh. It was a couple books back. All right. Uh, the way my brain works is very strange. Okay, okay. But so this is about four girls who are trying to, like four teens, who are trying to end a curse on the town. Mm. Um, so basically every year in the town, uh, these wolves come out of the swamp and they start killing people mundane and witchy alike. Mm. Um, and they have gotten into their brain that they're going to end the curse. Uh <clears throat> and so there's there's Logan who got her witchy powers late. So she was like 16 before her powers came into effect and mm. usually you're about 13. Um, and she is an amplifier. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what they call her in the book, but that's essentially what she is, is that, oh, she's a proxy, sorry. So oh. she, you can use uh, her, any part of her, so like hair, blood, tears mm. whatever as a proxy for any other spell ingredient right so she's actually very like powerful but can't really use her magic she doesn't know how to do it that's part of the reason mm. why she's at this coven right or at this uh academy, academy. and then we have uh talia who um is a green witch jayla who is an overachiever <laughs> she basically just like is on all of the councils and then Iris, who's a death witch. Um, eventually they meet up with two mundane boys, so like human boys, Matt and Trent. Mm. Um, and they basically go on this ridiculous adventure to try and stop the curse. Um, it was a really interesting title. I said uh, four out of five. 
Um, it's good, but it's definitely a series. I enjoyed it, but kind of wish that it was just a standalone. Mm. Um, partially because I just wanted, I don't want to have to try and like remember that I want to read, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it would have been a fine title as a standalone, although I am interested in like what comes next. Yeah. Um, because the end of the book did set up the next title Mm. and I think it's going to be interesting. Um, but I also think it could have functioned as a standalone as well. So. The one before that, was that also part of a series? I don't think so. I oh. think that one was a standalone oh. in the Shadow Garden. Cool. Um, but the witchery definitely seems like it's going to be a, tr- uh, like a series. Even if it's just like a duology, there's definitely something that comes mm. after this. Okay. Ooh, okay, I'm so excited. Book 100. <laughs> Book 100. I'm going to take some coffee sips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like awkward silence um oh my god i this is the cutest title so last year i read a book called boss witch mm-hmm. um it's but not boss witch that's a different one Fuck, what is this hex the the x hex oh, sorry yes I, last year yes. i read a book called the x hex by aaron sterling um and it was a super cute story about um a witch called Vivian or Vivi who curses um her ex mm-hmm. um and he comes into town and is basically like what the fuck like <laughs> this curse is ridiculous um and then it it turns out not to be really that bad but like um it's just a really cute story, the mm. XX, uh, about, like, magic and the town and that kind of thing. Um, and at the end of that one, the town magic switches from the um, the Penhallow family, who originally hail from Wales. It switches from them to the... Oh, I did not write their last name down. Uh, but to Vivi and Gwen... Gwen's family Mm. so the main characters in the XX and this one called the kiss curse Mm. um so this is a story about Gwen who is Vivi's cousin um she is like enjoying her new life as like the keeper of the magic of the town um and she's encouraging her cousin to go on a long belated honeymoon Mm. because at the end of the book she marries like her ex um in a very beautiful, lovely time. Because uh, he basically, like, like says to his family, like, fuck you guys. They should own... Oh, Jones. The last name is Jones. Oh, okay. um, they should have the magic of this town. Fuck you guys. I'm on their side now. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is like, go on your honeymoon. Everything's going to be fine. Meanwhile, uh, Llewellyn Penhallow, or Wells, mm. uh, is told by his dad like go to this town graves glen go to graves glen uh because we we need to get our magic back basically right and wells is like well i'm tired of being at in wales in our stupid little family pub that nobody goes to so yeah let me go to graves glen and uh just like hang out i'll talk to my brother because that was, like, the main character of the last one was Llewellyn's brother. Okay. Um, and just, like, you know. So he opens a witch shop 
directly across from Gwen's witch shop. And so they have a little bit of like friendly rivalry kind of thing. Um, and one day he accidentally sells a mundane something with magic, which is like kind of against their rules in the town. And she goes over to gloat at him like, good oh, job. good job. You sold the mundane magic. Mm. And they uh, get hit with what they think is a love spell. And they, they make out for a little bit. Mm. Um, turns out it was actually just edible body glitter. <laughs> and they just, you know, felt the attraction to each other and acted on it and then kind of regretted it after. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... Um, they start hooking up, obviously. Lovely story. Uh, and her magic starts disappearing, and it's kind of like hmm. they don't know why. Uh, turns out that Wells's father, Simon, had sent him to the town with a ring that was literally stealing Gwen's magic. And so it that's like their third act breakup, is that they find this out hmm. because she has some, like, witchy... Um, like apprentices basically who are trying to help her and they do this spell to figure out why she her magic is leaving and they're like it's Wells and then a bunch of stuff happens and everything turns out fine and they get together so <laughs> but it was such a sweet title I love I know some people when the X-Hex came out they were like oh it's not that great but I actually thought it was fantastic mm-hmm. um, and the Kiss Curse is even better yeah Nice. So, book 100. Yeah. Exciting. It was so yeah. good. Yeah. Okay, I only have two more books to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this uh, is another debut, actually, um, and it's called Witchful Thinking by Celeste Martin. Uh, it also seems like it's going to be a series, mm. uh, but one of the ones where, like, it's not uh sequential or whatever like you they're kind of standalones but right they are a series yeah um so this is about lucinda and her sisters slash one cousin um lucinda or lucy Mm -hmm. they decide one day to do a wish spell to try and get what they want out of life Mm -hmm. and lucy wishes for a um she wishes for a more exciting life and the way that that wish spell uh like happens is that Lucy ends up being unable to say no to things when people ask her. So like when she's asked to join a karaoke competition, she has to say yes. And when she's asked to run a 10K, she has to say yes. Mm. And then her high school crush moves in across the street and asks her to help decorate this house and she has to say yes. Mm. And so um, there's also it's just like this really sweet story of her and her high school crush like getting together while also having like witchy things happen Mm. um he is a mermaid merman merman Mm -hmm. um sireny type thing Mm -hmm. um and he they had the opportunity to get together at like their graduation party and he knowing that um mermen mermaids don't really like mer people don't really stay in the same spot like they're they're not like settled down type of people um very nomadic mm-hmm. he purposefully breaks her heart and leaves mm. before they can ever get anything started because he's like i don't want to commit to you in any way and then like hurt you more so i'm just mm-hmm. gonna like leave 
Right. Um, and but now he's back in town. His parents have bought him a house, um, and basically been like, "Congratulations, here's a house for you." So oh he gosh. enlists her help to uh, decorate it to sell it. Um, and they just have the most beautiful relationship. And then there's a subplot with her cousin Ursula, mm-hmm. um, where Ursula is like. Her wish was to get married, mm. um, and she's already like engaged and everything. But then her marriage, her wedding, sorry, starts kind of going off the rails and absolutely not being the wedding that Ursula would have wanted. Mm-hmm. And so her cousins, Lucy and her sisters, are trying to be like Ursula, like this is not the wedding that you wanted. This is not like you can say no to some things, but mm-hmm. she just wants her in-laws to love her so much that she's just like agreeing to anything Mm. and so I think book two is probably going to be about Ursula and the fallout of Ursula's wish which Mm -hmm. was to get married Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was really good I loved it and for a debut I was actually really um surprised by how good it was which sounds terrible but like a lot of the time if you write your first novel like it's not fully fleshed out in a way that like your 10th novel is yeah like as you keep writing your books tend to get better and better um but this was fantastic i really loved it so celestine martin witchful thinking Mm. and then okay so this one is the one where the first book is called uh boss witch so this this one is called Boss Witch. Oh, okay. Why do I not remember the title now? Um, Witch Please. Oh, so the first one is called okay. Witch Please. The second one is called Boss Witch by Anne Aguirre. Um, so the first one, basically it's about this uh, these witches in this town who run a, they're technomancers. So Ooh. they can do anything they want with like electricity and technology and oh, whatever. Cool. Um, so they run a fix-it shop mm. called Fix-It Witches and where they will fix your electronics for you uh, as quick as, like, as <laughs> anything because they use magic to do right. it. Um, but the first, uh, first book is about Danica and she goes to, like, a mundane bakery to fix their cash register and her magic just starts spiking off the charts, just, like, going crazy kind of. Um, and then she ends up, like, the book is all about her falling in love with this baker mm. that she goes to help. Mm. Um, and then book two is, it happens concurrently. So it happens basically at the same time as the first book. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is about Clementine, Danica's cousin, slash, like, they grew up as sisters, basically. Mm-hmm. And Clementine is taking care of the witch hunter that came to town, Gavin. Hmm. Um, but the way that she does that is to try and distract Gavin from witch hunting by becoming like his lover, essentially. Uh, and they have just like such a great time and she's feeling kind of like guilty because she starts falling in love with him. She's feeling a little guilty about the fact that she's like, she's a witch and she's hiding all of the witches in the town mm-hmm. from him. Um, And he's also having, like, a crisis of faith about his witch hunting, where, like, he doesn't really want to do it anymore, Mm -hmm. but his father, like, runs the witch hunting community, and so he kind of feels obligated. Mm. Um, And so it's just this really beautiful story of them falling in love with each other while also trying to, like, hunt each other down. And, like, uh, at the end of the book, 
Fantastic. Uh, the witch hunter society is like decimated. Like they basically just get rid of it entirely by putting out these huge massive truths about it, which is essentially that the witches, like the witch hunters are also witches that mm. just turned on their fellow men for money right. and glory. Right. Um, so it was so good. It was such a good read. I loved Witch Please and I loved Boss Witch. So I thought they were really good. Um, yeah. Nice. So that's it for books. <laughs> There's a lot of books. There's a lot of books. That's um, what happens when we go two weeks without. Yeah. I know. Friends, it's usually because I'm sick. <laughs> so we have... Uh, blah, 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 blah. I am still reading witchy titles. I have... Mm. I checked a bunch out from the library, which was actually a funny time mm. because I went with Tristan to get, like, uh, Wi-Fi. <laughs> and... Well, we were there. I was like, okay, I want to look for some witchy titles. And I'm looking through them. I found, like, one book, uh, which was a set of anthologies, like, a set of short stories. Mm. Um, and it's called Hex Life. And I was like, oh, fine, whatever. Like, I don't really love anthologies, but it was, like, the only book I could find. And then Tristan goes, wait, what are we looking for? And I was like, witchy titles. Like, <laughs> and he just starts pulling them out of the shelf as if he has some sort of sixth sense about where they are. And I was like, literally, we were there for like 20, 30 minutes, me just what? like scanning the shelves. And he just starts going blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, bitch, how? Like, how are you doing this? What? So anyway, it's going to be interesting. There's a mix of like old titles, newer titles. Um, I'm going to read my first Kelly Armstrong. Like, I did read technically a Kelly Armstrong book that... Uh, it was like a, a historical mystery. Okay. Um, but this is going to be my first Kelly Armstrong fantasy. Mm. So we'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I was like, I don't know how you're finding all of these. Like I've been looking at these shelves and have found nothing. And he found like six in like 30 seconds. And That's... I'm just like, who are you and how That's do you do this? That's wild. I don't, That's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, what I was going to say about the technology and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, well, I guess like social media yeah. and stuff. Um, well, and it's not even more social media. It's more technology. But anyway, because, oh, because you were saying like, I don't even know what meta is. And I fucking hate okay. it. I don't get it. Yeah. And I don't want it. No. So, so my, my MacBook Air is coming up on seven years old. Mm -hmm. And it was refurbished when I bought so it. So it was like already old. When yeah. You so it. it's like. Not like old. But. No, but like the, like the body of it and everything is 2014 and the insides is 2016. Yeah. And I'm noticing that it's starting to slow down and stuff and like it doesn't run things as well as I wanted or as well as I want or need and like because I teach online and you like I online. edit videos online we or like use we use it for podcasting. podcasting yeah like and and I have cleaned it like I've gone through and I've deleted old files like there's a lot of free space on it it's just that it's getting the hardware older. itself is just yeah. older yeah. yeah like if I don't have it plugged in there's always a battery actually even if even if it is plugged in it's like service recommendation for my battery and I'm oh. like yeah I'm just like I'm like, not... but what's the point? Like, it's such an old yeah, computer now. right. And the way that technology is, like, you're just going to have to replace it, basically. Yeah. And so, um, when Andrew and I were in the city on Saturday, mm -hmm. I was like, let's go to the mall. Like, I just want to yeah. I just want to walk around the Apple. Because the Apple store, yeah. Right? Like, I don't have an iPhone. I have an iPad because I bought it in 
2016. Like I used to have an iPhone, iPad, MacBook. I've had a, a Mac computer since 2010. Yeah. I love it. Um, I am definitely one of those people who bought into the thing that creatives whole, have Macs and yeah, non-creatives yeah, don't have yeah. Macs. It's it's a myth, but like I bought into it and here and I am. And now you're used to it. Yeah. And, so and like, I love my Mac. Yeah. And, um, and so we went to the store and Andrew was like, well, like, why don't you get a tablet set up? And I'm like, babe, you can't do shit on it. Like, I, like, I can't. So we were talking to an employee. I, I, my face was just like, ugh, no. Yeah. But like, I understand that they're better now, but like, ugh, no. But, but because in my head, yeah. a tablet is a bigger phone. Yeah, because my like, tablet like is fucking, a bigger iPhone. Yeah, and it's right? fucking annoying, but, and you can't do anything right. to shit on it. Right, but then I'm talking to the Apple employee, mm-hmm. and she's like, you can literally do all of that stuff on a tablet. And I'm like, I'm sorry. How? What? Yeah, it's just the processing power of a tablet now is very different, because I essentially, I want a stylus so that if I'm... So that you can write, you yeah, can Yeah, so like when, you, I'm, yeah. when I'm sharing my whiteboard with students and I'm trying to draw a staff and notes you and can, stuff, I can do it with a pen instead yes. of the fucking trackpad, yes. and it looks all stupid. And I know that you can get like... Um, external things. External yeah, yeah, yeah. keyboards and stuff for tablets now, so... Yeah, but even like for a, for a computer, you can get an external like tablet... Thing so that you can draw yeah. on it kind of thing um but yeah like she was essentially telling me like my thought of what a tablet is is, is so outdated and i was having such a hard time with it like i was full of anxiety for like two hours afterwards because i just oh. felt so like obsolete like i was just like oh yeah i was i was almost scared i was like how far out of touch with technology have I become and technology is just getting well because it changes so quickly I know and that's my thing is like I've had my cell phone my like Samsung a5 cell phone since it was new and they're like six generations past that yeah like (laughs) like I use my iPad for ebooks and Netflix nothing like that's it (laughs) yeah like I don't use it for anything else because it's not great for anything else. Yeah, my mom has a tablet that she basically only uses for ebooks because it doesn't, it like just shuts down half yeah. the time. And like, I've been considering, we had the opportunity to buy like an uh, old Kobo, which mm. I didn't take up, but, uh, and give it to her. And I was like, I don't, I didn't get it because I didn't think that she would want it. But yeah. like, I was like, I don't know, mom. Like, yeah. I just, and like, you know, Andrew's like, well, you, you just store things in the cloud. And I'm like, what does that mean? What though? does that mean? And so anyway, obviously the, I know what it means. Don't yeah. tell us. I mean, <laughs> I still don't fully understand it, but apparently there's this like massive server room somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it's like Google, <sighs> Google drive and all of I know. that. Like it's just massive servers in like California that store all of your data through some sort of magical Wi-Fi. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. And I so, get it, but I don't get it. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Anyway, I did some research because I wrote down, like, essentially what I need a device for. Yeah. And 90% of it I can do, I could do on a tablet setup. Oh, okay. Um, but it won't run The Sims. <gasps> no. And I'm like, no, you no, can't do it. I can't, I can't do, do it. it. It's got to be able to run The Sims. Yeah. Um, tablets do, are not um, 
They don't have the CPU they just Yeah, they don't have the ability to yeah. run, like, Origin. They can run some Origin games, yeah. but The but Sims 4. No, they can't wow. do it. And Fuck like, that. I'm just, like... Gonna need an actual computer. Which is fine, because when she priced it up, and even with the education discount, because I'm a teacher... Yeah. The tablet... So it was, it was an iPad Pro, and mm-hmm. it was the 12.9 inch or whatever. And the screen looked bigger than this one because it didn't have the border around yes, the outside of it. Yeah. Because this is an 11 inch. But it was like that whole thing was, was the screen. The screen. Mm-hmm. So it was that. It was the case with the keyboard. It was the stylus. And then it was Apple Care. It was $2,700. Oof. And I was like, I wouldn't spend that much on a MacBook Air. Like a MacBook Air would be like less yeah. than two thousand dollars and i'm like and honestly like if you get the macbook air and get like a drawing a, yeah like um attachment or whatever yeah clearly we're tech yeah people. we're super uh, tech people <laughs> but so yeah that's essentially i think i'm gonna go that route because even like a friend of mine she was like i have a chromebook mm-hmm. she's like which is essentially like a tablet. a tablet but a little bit better yeah and she's like honestly it's so frustrating and the only reason i can deal with it is because i also have a desktop yeah and i'm like oh yeah then no. if i was doing more like computer-based things i would need some sort of like laptop setup yeah do you um, not have a laptop we do oh okay uh tristan and i share one yeah um which is fine because he's like never on a laptop yeah uh it's we it was like we were gifted it nice by my father-in-law um and i i do a lot of things on my phone is the thing Mm. like i do a lot of the things the only thing i don't do on my phone because i find it annoying to type is like writing yeah um other than poetry i do that on my phone for reasons yeah Uh, yeah yeah. for reasons for reasons but like that's it like i I have had a laptop since I went to SMU in 2007. Yeah. And I cannot imagine my life without a laptop. Yeah. Because it's just where my it's, business is. It's where my yeah. entertainment is. It's where I've put, like, my whole life, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like my phone. Like, I can't imagine not having a smartphone at this point. No. Like, I need that connectability. Yeah. Um, Because it's literally where my whole life is. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think I've pretty much settled on, like, no, I'm getting a... And, like, obviously, oh, like, I don't have Word or, like, oh, Microsoft no, I use, Office. I use like, Google I use the, Sheets. Yeah, I use the online version. I use Google. Which is unfortunate right now because we don't have Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, not because of the hurricane. Because we're poor. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to buy me oh. Wi-Fi, I would love you forever. <laughs> um, but, like... It's unfortunate because you need that online connectivity. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm going more frequently to places with Wi-Fi, which is also nice because You're I'm out. such a fucking homebody. Yeah. Like, I, I go to work, and that's the only place I go. And you Nikki's. here. Yeah. Like, yeah. I go to work, I come to Nikki's, uh, and that's basically it. Like, yeah. I, I don't have the money to go out for things. Um, I don't often, we don't, like, just go do free things. Mm-hmm. Um... Which it probably says a lot about, like, the fact that we just sit at home. But, well, whatever. Um, 
Yeah, so I've been going out a little bit more, going to the library more. The fifth floor is my my baby. I love mm. that spot. It's like that overhang mm-hmm. of the central library, to be clear. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, like the fifth floor that hangs out over, yes. like, close to Spring Garden. And yeah, it's, it's so funny because I actually don't love, like, I don't love heights. I don't love bridges and, like, all of these things. And that's essentially just, like... You're just in a free, glass box, yes, free-floating free over Spring Garden Road. Um, but it's so nice. It's like floor-to-ceiling windows. You can look out mm. over, like, the city. The and aesthetic it's just, of that the aesthetic section is, is amazing. Really nice. yeah. It's also where the fantasy section is housed. So. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it's beautiful. We've mm. gone there a few times in the past couple of weeks. Um, and I think I'm going to go more because I just... It's such a good place to sit and, like, work. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I'm at home, I almost never pick up the laptop to, like, right. write. Mm. Um, but as soon as I went to the library, I wrote, like, so much more in my book that I'm You're writing. You're going to finish your book before I finish my book. I am, I honestly, I am struggling to figure out how to make a full-length novel out of my idea. So, we'll see. You're just going to have to create more drama. Yeah, and I... Put your main character through fucking hell. Yeah, I know. Don't be nice to them. It was also funny because I told Tristan the other day, like, I'm basing this main character basically off of him. Like, mm. um, because he has this... Tristan has this affinity to the the woods and the outdoors that is almost, like, fae-like. Like, he never gets lost. Um, wow. L- yeah, like, one time uh, we were hiking... Um, where's that trail... Oh my god, I cannot remember. But it's like, um, it's near like lakes and stuff, as if not every trail in the city is near like the bluffs. I think so. Out in like Tan Tantalan. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Timberly area. Yeah. Yes, Timberly. I yes. can't remember the word, oh, but yeah. um, yeah. So we went out there one day and uh, were absolutely unprepared for the hike, but <laughs> but that's on us. Um, we thought it was going to be pretty simple. It was uh, not. It's not. Um, it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, but it's not a walk through Point Pleasant Park. It is not. No. Um, and so we went out there and we were following what we thought was a trail, uh, and it wasn't. Um, and we got to a part that said like, <laughs> like, you will be trespassing if you go beyond this boundary. And I was like, oh, shit, like, we're not on a trail. Where are we? And he was like, oh, it's all good. Like, we just go this way. And he just led us out of the woods. Didn't look at his phone. Didn't look at, like, he just knew where our car was. And I'm like, I don't know how you did that. Jesus. So he just has this, like, magical affinity to the the woods, basically. Mm. Um... And that's part of the character design of, like, it's part of the whole story mm-hmm. uh, that I'm writing where he is looking, he's like a search and rescue looking for a girl who went missing many months ago. And they're basically, he, his company is that they come in at the, like, when there's no hope. They come in basically for body retrieval. Right. And his affinity to the woods helps him find bodies mm. Um, but he doesn't really think of it in a magical way until, like, something happens. things happen right. in the book right. um, that makes him be like, ooh, <laughs> right. maybe this is more magical than I thought. Right. So but what is his internal conflict? I don't know. And I think I'm going to make it about a girl, but, like, like a woman. Mm. Sorry. 
I always say girl. It's so annoying because I, I say girl I, and then yeah. man. I know. And I'm like, fucking yeah. why do I do that? I know. Um, but, it's, but it also feels so weird to say woman sometimes. I know. And I think it's just like... It's just... Society yeah, and language and the way it's it been is. presented to us for so many years. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, I ranted to Tristan about the patriarchy the other day. <laughs> because I can't not... I cannot remember what like started the conversation. But I was just like... It's so frustrating because I just want to say like it's the patriarchy. And people are going to be like, it's the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it fucking it is though. It is the patriarchy. <laughs> So yeah, yesterday I read a quote and it was just like, men think that women are flirting with them because they're just being decent human beings, but men don't give the same kind of respect. And I was just like, and then of course you get the, not all men. Well, of course not all men. Of course not all men, folks. We know that. When I say like, men are trash, I hate men. Trista doesn't go, you don't hate me. He goes, yeah, I agree. Men are trash. Like, yeah, because he's not trash. Right. But the majority of men are, yeah. so... Yeah. yeah. If you don't want to be a trash, don't be trash. Yeah, right? <laughs> Call a shit out. Yes. Oh. Uh, Friend, yeah. I think I have to tap out. Yeah. I was like, Nikki looks like she's about to, like, have a nap. Yeah. So, I don't know where it came from, but I'm just like, oh. We're going to have... This one's going to be a little it's shorter. Really short. And I bet the next week is going to be a little longer, provided you're healthy. I should be. Yeah. If I'm not, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Um, it's Thanksgiving next week. Oh, shit. Yeah. Are you doing anything for Thanksgiving? We're going to Andrew's dad's on Sunday. Okay. Um, I teach on Monday, but I'll be... That's why I don't fucking work on Monday. I'm such... Oh, my, oh my God. God. I forgot that it was Thanksgiving because we don't really do anything for Thanksgiving. Mm. Um, it's like one of my... I think my sister really loves Thanksgiving. Mm. She at least she does something every year, but yeah. my mom stopped doing Thanksgiving years ago. Yeah. And um I think Tristan's family does stuff, but like it's just John now. It's just it's just John. Well, yeah. um Tristan's like aunts and Oh, stuff. okay. Yeah. Aunt. aunt. He doesn't have yeah. multiple. Anyway. Yeah. Um and I think mom will probably do something. Mm. But it's always but, like, well, maybe not at 9 a.m. on a Monday. No, because it's always just kind of, like, pulling teeth trying to figure out when people are doing stuff. And, like, yeah. I know because, like, TJ and Jules have a family and Jules's family is in New Brunswick. And so trying to figure out when everybody can get together. Timing. It's just, like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we'll definitely yeah. still record. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. In terms of length, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. There uh, will be an episode next week. You can find us at at books and bisexuals uh on instagram Mm -hmm. we would love to interact with you there Mm -hmm. Um, we have a couple of people that interact frequently yes Um, i love it thank you so much that brings us so much joy uh and we would love to hear more um you we are on all the podcasting big network things oh my god words google spotify google spotify apple (laughs) um you can also email us if you feel the need at books and bi or yeah, at books, books, books and bisexuals at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, thank you for thank listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, do all those things, uh, and we'll see you next week. We love we you. We love you. Bye.